Hello, you're listening to Ontario Presents, episode three, with me, Chris Clark, Mark Lloyd, Scott Lloyd, and Jamie Thomas. And we have a special guest with you with us today. Uh, it's our first guest of the show, uh, first guest of the whole podcast. We've got Darren Smith with us today. What's happening, Dar? Not a lot. <laughs> are those two Lloyds, uh, you know? No, they're not. So no. What's, what's that about? Long cousins. Uh, is there such a thing as long cousins, or is there short ones? It's all the Cornwall <laughs> film you watch, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys don't know Darren Smith, he's uh, the guitarist from Funeral for Friend and also the 501s. Uh, we've been uh, playing a couple of shows of the 501s in the past, and obviously we're all huge fans of Funeral for Friend, so it's great to have you here with us today, man. Good to be here. I'm uh, excited and looking forward to it, Chip. Yeah, good. Happy days. You know, we, we haven't seen each other in a long time since uh, all this has happened. Well, you started all this virus thing, didn't you? Yeah, I couldn't help it, man. It's just... Uh, I told you, I told you. Those bats, those bats are tasty. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dad, uh, tomorrow the tickets go on sale. Um, well, sorry, Friday, so when this goes out, the tickets are on sale. Um, for the tour? For the tour, obviously, um, in April. Um, you excited? Very, yeah, yeah. Um, to be honest, you know, it's... Uh, it's something that's been rearranged as well because kind of, you know, we were supposed to do stuff this year, but obviously the virus kind of got in the way. Um, so it's good to kind of finally announce the tour and the, and the shows, but um, it's kind of 10 months away, so it feels yeah, like um, a long way away. But uh, I am excited and it's, you know, it's going to be great to kind of be out there kind of playing shows with the boys again. Yeah, I was saying to Chip, um, obviously when you went on social media, and I know you mentioned it in the past about, you know, um, certain ideas flying around, it was, um, I thought, sort of looking through at the uh, months, I thought, oh, it's 10 months. It, but when you, you know, obviously it'll fly by. Yeah, exactly. Um, I know you're playing songs off the first three albums. Yeah, um, yeah. Any more plans after that to write anything new? Or you can't say yet? Um I can't really say, I suppose, but at this moment, <laughs> I, I, uh, I guess I kind of, at this moment, no, there's, there's no plans to, you know, write any more songs, release anything else. It's, it's really kind of um, come off the back of doing those three charity shows last year that, you know, it was such, okay, it was, it was for, you know, a very sort of sad situation and mm. uh, for Stu, um, mm. but what it did, do was kind of bring us all back together obviously and we realised kind of how much fun we were having together kind of you know rehearsing and then obviously the shows and um, and that kind of you know got, got us thinking then about kind of well maybe let's let's do some more being as we enjoyed it so much it kind of ignited a bit of a spark back up again really yeah then, yeah. yeah you know it, it was sort of Matt living in Germany obviously Chris lives in London um, you know and and us not necessarily getting together, uh, you know, very often, yeah. if, if you know, if at all sometimes, you know, for years. Um, so it was great to kind of um, yeah, get back together, you know, and do the shows and, and, and the rehearsals. Like I say, we had great fun doing those and, and it was just sort of... Let's do some more, maybe. Yeah. I think everyone's excited at this prospect now of uh, Funeral doing another tour. You know, it's... You know, I can imagine a lot of people are excited for this coming up. And it's, it's not going to be a long time away, because if you think about it, how fast this year has gone already. And yeah, it's going to be eight months, like, you know. It probably will fly by, yeah. yeah. I mean, at the moment, I'm saying kind of, you know, oh, it's ten months away. But 
in actual fact yeah it, it'll probably go pretty rapidly and kind of before we know it it'll be kind of you know upon us and, and yeah. we'll be kind of rehearsing or whatever yeah well like I say it's um, obviously the demand was there you know well, obviously you know the third the three shows you've done you've got a sold you know yeah people were asking for more oh they? yeah <laughs> and again it, you know that I think like, personally speaking anyway and, and I think you know for the rest of the guys as well we're all pretty surprised and taken aback by the demand and I don't know the amount of love that's kind of still out there for the band I guess and um, yeah so we weren't expecting it to kind of sell the way it did or that quickly or you know for there to be that much demand so it kind of you know it, it was great so I, I hope it kind of does the same this time yeah I think it would definitely Oh, right. Well, um, like I say, I'm sure Scott has got a few questions because he's been nagging me all week. What can I ask him? <laughs> and he's got well, oh, and oh, he, that fella over there with the, the coconut hair. The, yeah, <laughs> the fella over there. So, um, yeah, we'll hand over to Scott now for his few, few questions. That oh, he has man, he's got a list. Eh? He's got a list, yeah. yeah. Could yeah. be here all night. <laughs> <laughs> Don't need him, man. Would you ever consider releasing a collection of B-sides from recent years at all? Well, we kind of did, in a, in a way. I mean, we put the Greatest Hits thing out with Warner uh, Atlantic. Um, and you could get a single disc, a double disc. Um, and with a double disc, I think it came with like a code that um, you could download a third CD. And it was quite a lot of, of the B-sides and stuff on, on those two sort of extra discs on the... The second disc, there was some stuff on there. There was some demos, some B-sides. But there was also this downloadable disc. Hey, I'll send it to you, Scott. <laughs> top man, top man. Um, and yeah, so there's B-sides on that. So we kind of did do that in a way. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, well, like, um, obviously, you know, you're going back to when the when the band formed, what are you talking, 2002, was it? Or was that 2000... When Two thousand one, yeah, two thousand one. Mm. So, like I say, the, the band's been around for a while, um, and I sort of read in. You said not to sort of listen to everything online, but um, I read somewhere that you actually got signed before your first show. That's true. Yeah, it is true. Um, I mean, Funeral was formed um, by one person, really. Um, I mean, we were all sort of aware of each other from playing in different bands on the local scene um, and Johnny Phillips kind of um, had this idea as a lot of those bands were kind of falling apart was through some some of the members going away to uni and and uh, and some of them just kind of having a guts full of, of doing doing that shit I suppose but um, yeah so it was kind of formed by him really he sort of handpicked you know people he knew was was pretty serious about music and wanted to kind of achieve something with music so we kind of handpicked it put it all together and the idea was to write four, first first four songs you know were written and kind of go straight to a little studio down in Swansea we'll do a demo and he was already involved in um in promoting and, and doing a lot of kind of local promotion, but he'd just been kind of uh, sort of headhunted by SJM up in Manchester, kind of big, you know, big promoter. Um, so he he kind of had this idea, let's go and do a demo, we'll use this demo to get bigger and better shows 
almost instantly through his contacts and through hopefully the quality of the songs. So we did that, kind of went down to this little studio in Swansea, recorded the first four songs, didn't realise the studio had a a record label side to to it. Mighty Atom, is it? Mighty Atom, yeah. That had released a few kind of um, albums and had a few bands already signed to it, like um, Liberty 37 and Goat Boy and... They were kind of, you know, great bands. They were kind of doing quite well, you know, and, and, yeah. and were kind of getting some good attention. So because of that, they had a PR guy connected to them. Um, so everything uh, in place, really. That, yeah, that, pretty that, much. That the label would, would access anyway. Yeah, so so we recorded the four songs. And to be honest, you know, they loved the four songs and thought there was something great about them and, and thought there was something special about them. And therefore kind of, yeah, instantly kind of wanted us to sign sign to the label so we did oh, fair play and so then we played our first show together about a week later is that it yeah, yeah okay. in the toll house in Bridgend I think there's fo- I think there's footage of that on YouTube somewhere it or is a, yeah. yeah I it think is. I've seen it somewhere um, but yeah like I say you know to sign a li- to a label before your first show was something I mean yeah definitely you know yeah I mean you know we were, we were pretty sure I mean obviously we kind of believed in the songs thought they were kind of great songs otherwise why are you doing it you know what I mean yeah. um, but I guess we didn't realise maybe how how good kind of people would think they were or yeah, yeah or the yeah. potential of kind of what it, they could do and, and and it seemed to kind of you know spark kind of um, yeah you know a good sort of situation for us almost immediately yeah, I suppose you guys were just doing what you just felt natural in anyway yeah, in, I mean, I mean, in your own style, writing your own music. And yeah, music using stuff. using mm. a whole bunch of different influences that you're kind of into, and you know, a lot of post-hardcore, hardcore kind of, you know, um, the emo kind of yeah. scene as it was then before it all really kind of kicked off. And you know, we were into kind of bands like Boy Sets Fire and Taking Back Sunday and things like that. They, I mean, Taking Back Sunday just released their first record thrice. Just released, I think, maybe their first one as well. Um, so there were some cool bands in, in the States that we were listening to and, and obviously kind of then thrown in our own kind of other influences and you know we'd all kind of have input in, in, in writing the songs and and I guess it's an amalgamation of kind of all those influences coming together that kind of gave us our sound and yeah. what people seem to kind of you know dig yeah it's um Actually, well, Scott has another one for you. I've seen him looking down. <laughs> I toured America back in 2002, I believe, with From Autumn to Ashes with Ferret Records. We did, yeah. That was our first American tour, that was. I believe you missed out on a proportion. I did. I missed the first week of it. Was it a week, was it? Yeah. And how long was the tour? The tour was... Um, what did it last? Um, the tour was about month and a half two months maybe yeah yeah it was about maybe a month and a half i think it was because it was autumn to ashes headlining we, there was caving we're on it and every time i die and we were opening Mate, such a good band as well yeah and and kind of so it was, it was cool to kind of go out with such a, a great collection of bands really it was it was you know pretty strong tour we were opening and and it was a it was a it was a good kind of um yeah I, I suppose introduction to American touring life, and then consisted of us doing probably about another twenty tours in America, really? <laughs> All right, of different funny. lengths and kind of different. Yeah, you know, some of them being a week long, yeah. some of them being three months long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like you say, you mentioned like uh, boy sets fire and things. Um, 
Uh, I think I've seen you toured with them a few times, have you? Yeah. Um, we, I mean, we, we became, you know, they were early on, they were one of our first UK tours. All right. We yeah. did, yeah. So, um, and being fans of them, it was, it was great to kind of, you know, connect with them and kind of, and get to do that tour with them um, in the UK. And um, we sort of made lifelong friends with them through it, yeah. you know, because they weren't aware of us. You know, we, we played the first show, I think, was in TJ's in Newport. And then I think the following show was a drive straight up to Scotland. <laughs> so oh, right, kind of yeah, you was telling us something about that. Um, Nine-hour drive, wasn't yeah, like that, maybe? I remember oh, saying man. something about up that. Up to the, the cat house in Glasgow, yeah. Well, that's... that's uh, me, Mark, and Chris went for a night out after our show, didn't uh, we? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to the cat house. Ah, um, so I think we seen... Did we see their name, Mark, on the stairs? Yeah, they did, they had something with all the all the bands at the yeah all the bands the venue they had film for a friend on there yeah, yeah oh, I was gonna okay. take a picture and uh, send it to you. There's some good bands on there as well, like there's some really good bands. From <laughs> well, more yeah. I can remember, I think it's said funeral anyway. That was about half past two in the morning, wasn't it? Shit beer, shit beer. Yeah, shouldn't drink beer. Stick to vodka. Yeah, what was you drinking, Mark? Red stripe cans. God alive! But yeah, like I say, every time it comes to me, it always ends up on beer. Well, mm. it says it all, really, doesn't it? You're always drunk, Mark, that's why. <laughs> every time, I, every time I've met you, you're drunk. Didn't swing my bottle. Lying. Lying. Lying, yeah. So, um, um, yeah, so it, it, was, it, it was brilliant to kind of do that tour with them, and, and, and we connected with them, and, and I think we played the show in TJ's. They, they hadn't really kind of heard of us or known much about, her, about us. We gave them that first demo, which became our first EP, to have a listen to on their kind of bus on the drive up yeah. to Scotland, and by the time we got up there, they were kind of they loved it. Like they loved yeah. the tracks on the on the EP, and and, we, and from that point, it, you know, we kind of connected with them, yeah. And and we'd bump into them playing sort of various sort of shows in America, where they were like festivals, like um, um, uh, some of the stuff in Asbury Park on the pier. Um, we played a few festivals there. Um, so yeah, 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 um, and and I know after I left the band, kind of they did another tour with with the Boys at Fire as well. Yeah. All right, okay. Course, yeah, like, great you know, guys. There's, there's a list of sort of um, of the big names you played with. Is uh, is there any favourites that you've toured with? Um, Iron Maiden, obviously, kind of yeah. is is something that kind of was you know a massive thing for some of us in the band because. You know, not everybody was a was a Maiden fan. If I'm honest, you know, Matt kind of wasn't necessarily a fan of, of Iron Maiden before doing yeah. the tour, and maybe even after the tour. Um, but um, but you know, it, it wasn't kind of his sort of thing. But it, you know, with some of us in the band, like myself, Chris, Ryan, you know, were massive Maiden fans, kind of as kids growing up and, and whatever. And um, so, and we got treated so well on that tour and, and they were just so, so such cool guys and the crew was amazing to us and 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 it stands out there I mean my son was born on the tour oh where, God. where I had to kind of play a show fly home and then fly straight back and play the next show oh God. <laughs> so a bit, wow. bit of a crazy kind of schedule but um, but the thing is kind of you know for us that was our in, again a, an introduction for us to sort of big stages yeah. And to crowds not particularly liking us. Yeah, well, when you look at the sort of, I could say, your genre and I am Aidan's, it is different. So when you know, it's, it's it, it is. Sort of yeah, I mean, it is. But 
I, I think if you listen to kind of some more early stuff, you'll you'll hear kind the of maidenisms. Yeah. You'll yeah. hear you'll hear some so maybe harmonized guitar work and stuff like that. And you know, so kind of it's in there, maybe slightly subtle way, yeah. but um, but it, it's in there, you know. And um, and you know, for us then, kind of yeah, having that opportunity to do that was just mind blowing, you know, to be kind of stood kind of chatting to Steve Harris or whatever yeah. and him sp- speaking to you like on, on the same level yeah and that was just yeah insane <laughs> but <laughs> definitely a favourite you know and but to be honest you know we we ended up doing so much touring that we there's a, there's a lot of kind of you know great kind of opportunities and and, and, um, and tours that we really enjoyed and had a blast on we did Warp Tour a couple of times that was bit grueling but but great fun yeah. as well you know and, and we did link we we toured with Linkin Park for three months around America wow. which we, again you know was a, you know a bit mind-blowing bit crazy kind of to find ourselves in that situation playing with bands like that um yeah, so, yeah I yeah. remember you mentioned something about 30 seconds to Mars as well but uh yeah, we, yeah. We'll, uh, I don't think we'll go there, shall we? <laughs> don't bother me. I don't know Jared. <laughs> and how bizarre! My son's name is Jared. Oh yeah, and here we go. And um, obviously, like say, with those bands and like my camp, the Romance, they supported you for for a while over the UK as well, didn't they? They did. Yeah, yeah. Again, kind of, you know, it was a band that sort of we connected with and, and got on great with, and and I mean, we did. Uh, to tour with them in the UK where they kind of supported us but I mean prior to that we um, I'm trying to think what the um, the name of the festival we played in Asbury Park was it was a festival at the at the end of the pier on, in Asbury Park in New Jersey and um, I forget what the kind of the name Skate and Surf I think it was called Skate and Surf um, yeah and we played that and then we did I think it was a, a two week tour us, My Chemical Romance, and Avenged Sevenfold together. But at the time, I've like uh, seen worse. I mean, at the time, none of the of the three bands were kind of particularly big, so it was some shows. It was like fifty people there, you know. It was, you know, and when you think kind of what the three bands kind of, especially kind of My Chem and, and Avenged went on to do, you know, in America and whatever. Yeah, um, yeah it's kind of insane, you know, but. Uh, so we became great friends with them. We became great friends with Avenged guys. Um, for some reason, Avenged, they like Welsh guys. They're, you know, they're Welsh, Welsh yeah. people, you know. They, like you know. party, don't we, really? <laughs> <laughs> that, must, that must be it. So they would absolutely love each other. They want to meet Mark and they love him. Mark, oh, Get him on the buck fast. Absolutely. <laughs> Mark was a bit of On the buck fast, Jesus he'd, be, he'd be travelling on a bus, Mark. Yeah, I know. You love him. Where's Mark boys? Oh, so yeah, so so my cam, my cam kind of yeah became great friends, and then kind of years later, kind of when they were doing the Black Parade tour, they invited us on to Europe to do a bunch of um, arenas with them in Europe, supporting them. You know, so um, kind of returned the favour, I suppose. Yeah, and we took them out with us. You know, years prior. Good guys, though. Good yeah. guys. Oh, sound right over Scott again for one of his questions. Question time with Scott. <laughs> <laughs> that little theme team before oh, we ask Chris. Yeah. Chris Cock. Um, how did you feel achieving three top 20 UK singles so early in your career with Funeral? With regards to Juno, Escape Eyes. Um, amazing, I guess. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, 
I mean, so much of the stuff that was going on and, and, and we were doing, um, at times could become a bit of a blur because the schedule for those first sort of five years or so was so hectic and, and, and insane, you know. We were just sort of bouncing from one tour to the next and then kind of, you know, you you barely kind of, you know, had a chance to catch your breath sometimes. So um, some things, you know, flew by in a bit of a blur and... and but just getting into kind of the charts and, and and eventually kind of playing top of the pops yeah, and stuff like that was was you know just uh, very strange and kind of that was that was a moment where I could finally kind of you know say to my some of my relatives that <laughs> like your uncle or something yeah like that. <laughs> I mean you know people that kind of are not kind of into our sort of music or you know anything kind of heavier than sort of Kylie. Um, no, I don't know. They they they, they, <laughs> they they judge everything sort of by top of the yeah, pops. It seems, yeah, you know, it's like the pinnacle of, of yeah. The so I, I'd I'd see him at weddings and funerals, <laughs> and uh, and they'd say, "Oh, how's the music going? How's the music going?" And and it'd be kind of like, "Oh, good, yeah, yeah, pretty good," you know. And they'd be, "Have we played top of the pops yet?" Um, no, no, we haven't. No, no. Ah, oh, right, yeah. So they dismiss yeah, you, kind of. Yeah. And then yeah, that, that moment that where <laughs> that moment that came when it was. Um, ah, have you played Top of the Pops yet? <laughs> yes, we have actually. It was kind of, yeah. Take, take a mic, they just drop a yeah and walk off. Glorious. Glorious Darren, moment. You and then, blah, 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 suddenly, suddenly, kind of, you know, they were, yeah, you know, oh, wow, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you are doing good then, you know. And you do, you are kind of achieving some, some cool stuff. You know, you if touring America wasn't enough. Yeah, no, you're you know, touring America. I know you, you had the mime on there, but did the did you play live guitars or was it just a complete recording of? No, it was live vocals. Yeah, but uh, everything else was mimed. Uh, yeah, mad. I mean, that, I it's one of live TV, and they probably wanted to make it as flawless as possible. Yeah. To me, like, do you know what kind of top of the pops is? <laughs> through the years, I think it went through different sort of. Um, points of, of, of changing the way they do things um, and there was there was times I'm sure where there was everything was live and then there was other, other times where everything was mimed you know so mm. I think they kind of chopped and changed as they went through the years so um, we happened to be kind of somewhere in the middle I guess yeah. kind of live I vocals mimed kind of um, but for, t- fun, I for TV kind of it's, it's easier for them because yeah. I mean trying to mix a you know a live band and then kind of you know it going straight away or whatever probably you know is a bit too risky for them yeah it, it lowers that definitely lowers that risk factor. yeah it's easy for them to kind of you know mix the vocals <laughs> in in with it with a track you know so that they, they choose that mark mark just whispered oh they're scared scared of the power they were scared, scared of the power <laughs> power of the faff uh, after that <laughs> did you um was you already signed to, to warner then or, or yeah 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 you was already signed to that yeah, signed to uh, Atlantic. Atlantic, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because so Warner was well. after. Well, basically, Atlantic is a subsidiary of Warner. Right. So, I mean, I mean, the fact is, there's kind of only about four major sort of conglomerate companies that are major labels. Everything else is subsidiaries of them, you know? So, Universal, Warner, well, or Time Warner as it is, you know, um, they are kind of, you know, and Sony Music, you know, they, they, they're kind of huge companies. And then a lot of the other labels you see are all just sort of like subsidiary labels. Yeah. So Atlantic is a subsidiary of Warner's. It's a big, it's a, a big subsidiary of Warner. 
but it's it's still a subsidiary. It's like, it's like their parent company, basically. Yeah, it's like George of Asda. Like Very similar to George of Asda. Yeah, oh, yeah. Walmart actually owns Asda. Yeah, not so. like that. Yeah. Like so, that. but the, but you know the, the the quality isn't as good as the George's. No, clothing, obviously, no? obviously not. Yeah. No, I was wondering. I'm going back to us. We sent him off food demos. And George, I'm going back to us yet. You won't. You won't. <laughs> Thanks. It's confidence, isn't it? Yeah. You, Busy yeah. man. <laughs> you don't like the Welsh. No. No. Is that yeah? We, we can't we can't talk about what we printed on George no, T-shirts. No. Can't talk about that. So obviously then, um, after the first album, you two with that, um, was it much pressure going into recording hours, or was it just another one where you could just, well, pretty much record what was coming out, or did you feel with a big label sort of pushing? Um, no. Um, you know, to you know, be honest, we, we, we'd always kind of been left alone, really, to kind of you know write what we want to you know write yeah. and 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 didn't have any interference. I mean. The good thing about kind of the way we we sort of joined Atlantic and I mean we were on Atlantic kind of in the UK and in America um, and then kind of I think Atlantic in Europe but then everywhere else from the world we we're on Warner Brothers. All oh, so, right, okay. So it, it, I mean where they don't have kind of Atlantic kind of um, a subsidiary office and stuff like that, they release you on on you know on Warner Brothers in, oh, a, in right. a sense so um, but we had we had made our way through to, to join in Atlantic with the same people that we originally sort of signed with not Mighty Atom but um, the original kind of label we signed with um, to release the first album on and the second EP um, we it was, a, it was a label called Infectious alright okay um, and the guy that headed up the label was a guy called Corda Marshall who had previously, I think, worked for the EMI and stuff like that. I think, I believe, I don't know if it's definitely true, but I think he he, he was one of the guys assigned to take that. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, but he, he formed his own label anyway, and he was releasing good stuff like News were on it. All right, yeah. You know, Garbage, and it was, you know, it was quite a, All right. it was quite, a, you know, Ash were on it. It was, you know, some, it was some good, a big, big fan bands. Of Ash. Yeah, and, and Nathan's a big fan of Ash. Yeah, well, all indie kind of music like that. But, yeah. um, like, but, but <laughs> through through Infectious, I mean, basically, Atlantic suddenly wanted Corda Marshall to head up. Atlantic UK and be the head of Atlantic UK so he accepted that job so it, it, we then he took sort of all his bands plus all his staff with him oh, to right, Atlantic okay. UK okay. so we were working with the same people and you know pretty much there was a couple of left I think um, but pretty much you know he, he, he took all his staff over to that so you know we were we were allowed to kind of you know free reign crack on and kind of you know and, and, and just do what they initially signed us for, which was kind of you know they loved kind of what we, what we wrote and kind of in the, in the previous song. So they, they you know they, they just wanted on. us to kind of you know follow that path, which which was great, you know. I mean it's um, it's an iconic album. I mean well, the f- you know obviously the first and the second, but the second to stick out for me more. Um, I don't know, I don't know whether it's just the artwork. I don't know. It's just when you see it, mm. you know you couldn't have no writing on it, but you just see the picture of the girl. Yeah, you know, exactly you know straight away and yeah. who it is. I mean, you know, going on 15 years, you know, did you think when you released it that it still have an impact now? I mean, you know, people are still buying it, still people, you know, buying merchandise of it. Uh, it's just... I, I don't think we did, really. I mean, I don't know, again, 
harking back to kind of me mentioning it was a, you know an element of a, of a bit of a blur we were just sort of I suppose concentrating on just you know writing more songs writing better songs yeah. you know and just trying to kind of you know trying to kind of come up with kind of you know stronger material because I mean they say you know your second album is your most important one really because yeah. yeah. you have a lifetime usually to write your first one even though with us it was like I said we were signed kind of <laughs> quite quickly so um, yeah we didn't have that time necessarily but um, but yeah I, you know so we just kind of wrote songs really you know and and the songs that were coming out we were we were definitely kind of you know happy with and and, and felt kind of you know I, I think you know quite kind of um Felt accomplished, yeah, well, yeah, but 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 quite confident in kind of the quality mm, of them, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And we, and, you know, we were doing rough demos, uh, you know, for them, and then we went up and did proper demos up in Reading for them, um, with a guy called um, John. Mm, what's his name now? He'll come to me. I'll come back to yeah, that. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, went up to Reading, Outdoor Studios it was anyway. All right. Um, Top guy, John. Um, you know, so we went up there for you know and, and, and did demos, and, and and they came out kind of you know pretty strong, and um, so we were confident, you know, with the songs, and we felt we'd even perhaps honed it a bit more and, and bettered perhaps yeah, you know, really a lot perhaps. of the songs on the first record, really. Um, so um, yeah, yeah, we we went into doing that record pretty confident, and and, and thought you know. We had pretty solid kind of you know batch of songs, but the weird thing was we didn't have enough songs. Even by the time we we reached Seattle to kind of record the oh, record, yeah. we had right we wrote two songs in the studio, and they oh, became really? two singles, which was history. Yeah, we wrote kind of in the studio, and we wrote monsters in the studio. All right. Yeah. So um, we got there and kind of thought, mm, we're yeah, we're songs do. really. <laughs> yeah. Because we even though we kind of you know. We wrote what we felt were strong, you know, songs. Um, we didn't kind of settle for kind of songs that were average. I think we yeah. we always, you know, pushed to try and, you know, you know, better them constantly and, and kind of and and tweak them constantly. So you don't want to rush it. Yeah, we, we wanted it to be yeah, quality rather than quantity. I suppose yeah. most of the time. Yeah. So um, that's kind of yeah our approach. What our approach was to it, you I know. I think you definitely achieved it, to be honest, because I think you know that album is, a, you know, a lot of people's favorite album. It's one of my favorite albums, to be honest. And uh, yeah, well, it's, it's quite varied awesome. as well. Like you know, you you've got some like kind of slow, low piss songs, and then and then it hits back up again. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean you know again, we always tried to do was kind of not make it sort of you know just repetitive I suppose yeah, yeah, and yeah. and you know mix up the feel and the vibes of the songs you know I, I think for us that felt like you know we were keeping it interesting for ourselves yeah you know because when people say you know which album do you prefer of the first two I, I can't really pick one because they are different yeah I do I do struggle to you know myself. it's like my, my favourite song well is rookie of the year and it always happens. Yeah, so but then the you, first you track put, on the album. Yeah, exactly. And I think you know, I think that was the first track I ever heard as well. I think it was it in with a bang. Metal <laughs> Armor C D or something it came in, do you know like the free C D or Could something be, like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember buying it for some reason and 
put it in. And it's the first time I ever heard it. I was like, fuck me. The fuck? Just, what was just, that? Yeah, I turned like, it over. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, fuck it, I like that. And even to this day, and I mean live when you open up with the light, and it's just... Um, that to the like uh, the tracks on ours are so different they still pack a punch so I, I can't decide on the first two on, on which one I like yeah you know? I mean because uh, people always compare the first two albums oh which one first or second album they might release ten yeah. they, it's always a thing with the first two and it's just uh, Rookie has got that yeah it's definitely got that punch to yeah. it that kind of and, and, and works great as an opening song yeah, hence kind of why it was used a lot as an opening song I guess because it's you know it's, it's instantly yeah. kind of you know but when it kicked in with it in Cardiff, um, like say Scott and Chip, I mean, he was, he was up on the balcony watching it. And when he kicked into it, I think I screamed in uh, Chip's uh, yeah, I went, <laughs> Fuck me! <laughs> he was, he was, I was a kick in the bollocks when yeah, he opened up with that. Oh, the, it was like, especially the, ba- the bass, you could just feel the place vibrating. And yeah. I thought, you know, yeah, yeah you could. Oh, yeah. If it wasn't for that show, we wouldn't have met Scott, and you know, Scott wouldn't be in Ontario with us, so. There oh, we go. Been over friends you know, together. <laughs> anyway, matchmaking. What can I say? You know, <laughs> Darren Smith matchmaking services. Yeah. 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 Darren Smith loves dating up. Yeah, on the horizon. <laughs> <laughs> right funeral, then. funeral for a fuck. Dot <laughs> 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 Oh, I'm, I'm thinking you, you haven't done that to him yet, though, have you? People go to funerals for a fuck, man. They do. Uh, right, funeral, yes, find a, funeral find a friend for life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know where to go from that, to be honest. I was, I was about to say how quiet Marcus sat there drinking his uh, doom bar. Well, but he's uh, drinking again, and he's always uh, drinking. He's only having a beer, isn't he? You know? And I was thinking, wonder if Aye, Mark wants to ask him. But he's had about ten before, that one. <laughs> does, does Mark want to ask anything? I you do get told. You've got nothing nice to see, you don't see it, so... So, <laughs> well, then I appreciate my keeping quiet. <laughs> Funeral for a fuck. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. I tell you, let's go over there. That'll be the name of the well, podcast. I know shit like plenty of fish in the last four, isn't it? Yeah. That is the name of the podcast, right? Funeral for a fuck. <laughs> I'll get the art yeah. in the morning, boys. Oh, <laughs> but, um,. Anyway, let's go back over to Scott's Corners, eh? Scott's Questions. Question time with Scott Lloyd. Where did the... <laughs> Where did What's the what? Joke, 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 now. joke, joke. Where did the uh, dating app uh, yeah. uh, come from? Tales Don't Tell Themselves is a story about uh, a vessel lost at sea, I guess. Yeah, a, a, yeah, person, person. really. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, his story. Where I did guess. the idea form? Well, it was, it was sort of, um, I mean, with Matt, basically. Uh, you know, for for want of kind of a you know a straightforward answer, he he was struggling a little bit with kind of um, working out kind of lyrically where he wanted to go with the record, and obviously it was before he was even titled or anything. Um, and he he was having a bit of a yeah, a bit of writer's block lyrically, I, I, I guess, and and that's when he, he came up with the you know the concept really and the concept, idea. That's the word, I think. Yeah, yeah. a bit of inspiration. Yeah, in, in, you like, know, in he, and that concept, and in coming up with that concept, was, was what kind of really sparked his imagination. And to be able to write, you know, 
the whole album really fairly quickly. Yeah, it's such a great album, though. Like, it's, um, it doesn't get enough credit, I, I, like, really, honestly. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's an awesome album. Um, but you can hear in Mark's lyrics for that. He's like, is it, you know, say poetry in some of it? You can, like, some of the lyrics you could, you could sort of, you know, think, oh, that, you know, short lines of poetry or something like that. Matt, Matt writes kind of, you know, you know, freestyle, really, kind of, you know, poetically in a in a sense. You know, we he he he'll, he'll you know write passages of lyrics, you know, with, yeah. with no music whatsoever, yeah. and and then he'll pick it apart and and trim it down and kind of and work it then to, into fitting a song, yeah. you know. And to be honest, I, you know, I love Matt's kind of you know lyrics. I I think he's you know perhaps doesn't get enough praise a lot of the time for his lyrics because I think. You know his, his use of metaphors and things like that quite often. Mm-hmm. It's really clever, you know, and 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 I think he's a brilliant lyricist, you know, and and I think kind of you know um, that that record, yeah, perhaps is, it, it might be slightly more obvious, maybe, but kind of you know that's that is kind of lyric lyrically kind of how he, you know he, he yeah. goes about things really, yeah. and think, um, you know, as a front man like you know even myself. You know, can't just be portrayed uh, as just a singer. I think we've got definitely got to have an input on the, how the lyrics are written. You know how the story is told within the songs. I, yeah. I think like you know you don't want, you can't be a lazy lyricist. Like and I I'm not like that. I'm kind of I kind of write stuff on the fly, but initially I do you know work on it and trim it down and stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah. And then that's what you've got to do. And 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 he does you know you know the same sort of thing I guess. Um, but um, yeah, you know. He, 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 you know, works hard on kind of, uh, like I say, kind of, you know, piecing kind of and and, f- and fitting lyrics around then yeah. musically sometimes what's going on. Also and trying to make it rhyme and stuff like yeah. that as well, you know, so it's just... Well, I, I mean... It doesn't have to rhyme all the time, but that's what I'm saying, but, you know... I can no, I, I mean, like I say, Matt, you know, as well as I know him and, 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 and have watched and, 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 you know, and him doing kind of you know stuff like that it, you know rhyming rhyming isn't isn't necessary yeah. like i say he writes it in a, in a quite a freestyle poetic kind of you know form i suppose even though like i say he doesn't have the music kind of to, to go with yeah. generally you know but he can you know and i think he's, he's just a kind of genius at creating hooks like you know yeah Oh yeah, like I say, when when you read, you know, through the lyrics, you can see certain parts where um, I don't like to say they could be poetry. Then you could see that you know you see these poets with little, like, you know, three lines and thing, and you can see that. Um, and I know it's a bit different, but it's like when you'd say you'd write um, lyrics with no music in mind. I mean, like Mark to write like twenty second ideas, right? Yeah. He, could, he could go through like a month of coming into practice with these ideas, and then. He, three months then, yeah. then he could write an EP within a week. You yeah, know, and and I know like people are sort of creative like that, and I know Chris to write stuff. Scott is always writing, and I can see it's, it's strange how people do have a, a sort of, for example, wake up on Monday and all of a sudden then they're creative, they write something and then it goes. But yeah, you know, uh, Every, yeah, everyone's different. Everyone kind of got their their ways of doing things and what works for them, I guess. You know, and or you know, you get into that mode or that routine of yeah. doing things that, and and when it feels like that works for you, you you kind of tend to I think perhaps stick to that then to so, a certain degree, you know. Yeah. So with that, with, did the lyrics come first on tales or did no, no, they just like, a lot like of, say, sort you, of demos. You know, musically, kind of, you know, 
it was kind of you know a lot of it anyway it was kind of was written you know um so with Matt kind of you know struggling like I say a little bit with kind of you know lyrically where he wanted to go and and what you know um so therefore kind of you know we were you know re rehearsing and writing kind of the, the musical elements of it but you know he would then kind of when he when he you know came upon kind of the idea of the concept and yeah. and, and that kind of you know sparked the, so his, 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 yeah his his writing kind of you know you know quite quickly then and, and you know and he he wrote kind of you know wrote the whole album fairly quickly then yeah. but but yeah musically it was kind of it was all the majority of it I guess was kind of was there you know including ideas musically that Matt would bring in as well you know yeah. Yeah. You know, he, it wasn't that he wasn't a part of the musical side because Matt can play guitar. Mm -hmm. You know, and and he would come in with ideas, you know, musically that would form kind of some things as well. But he, he just wasn't concentrating on the lyrics immediately because he he wasn't sure where he wanted to go or or, or what his approach was going to be or what he, lyrics maybe that he had that he you know didn't know whether they fit fitted mm -hmm. quite with what he wanted to say at that point. Um, but yeah, but then when he came up with the concept, that kind of you know, we sparked that creative kind of thing again, and, and yeah, and he wrote the lyrics fairly quickly then. Yeah. Well, obviously, you know, off that third album, then, um, you know, you say you toured quite a lot. Um, mm. Did as as the albums went on with the third album, was you did you find you touring a lot more than usual? By the third album, it what we could do in especially regarding kind of um i guess uk we could play bigger venues yeah. and less shows yeah you know and that's what it kind of we had we had reached that point you know uk wise um but kind of america and, and and europe and stuff like that and and we were you know stretching further afield in australia Singapore, Thailand, China, kind of, you know, and, and we were kind of starting to go other places then that kind of we hadn't been to before, and, yeah. you know, prior to that. So we were touring more to a certain extent, but we were going a lot, you know, more places, I, I guess. I mean, it, it was only the UK to a certain extent that we had built it up to the point yeah. where we could play less shows. You know, like bigger, arenas bigger, and things. Bigger venues. Yeah, I mean, you know, CIA and stuff like yeah. that. And, you know, we, we got to kind of, you know, play some arenas on the, the Tales Tour and, and mm -hmm. that sort of thing, yeah. So um, where's the strangest place you've ever played? Or the most weirdest story you've got from a show? Strangest place we've ever played? You know, um, when you've walked in and gone, Christ, what's this? We've been into a few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, And stayed in a few. <laughs> I'm not sure if my memory can stretch back that far. <laughs> um... I don't know, there's probably loads. I mean, I mean, one place I remember, not necessarily for the show itself, but for the aftermath of the show. And we, we were up in Aberdeen playing, I think it was called something like the Lava Lounge or oh, something right. like that it was called. Um, and you had to walk down kind of, I don't know how many steps, flights of steps to get down to the level where the, the stage was. Yeah. But it was kind of... I don't know whether it was it was it was built on the side of the co the coastline. All right. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, Aberdeen yeah, is a I coastline know. kind of town, yeah. and it's oil riggers and, and all that kind of thing. Um, and they said to us, you know, it was early days, so we were in the back of you know we were touring in the van, you know, 
and um and it was october or november something super mm. cold like and they were kind of oh there's a flat you know underneath the, the stage mm. you know go out you know, walk down <laughs> yeah yeah there's a flat bill there and it was like oh okay cool you guys can crash in it and right? if you don't want to sleep in your van whatever and he was like oh yeah okay okay you, you know there's no heating in there guys there's no heating oh, in there but, but you know but it you know it, but it, it wasn't so much a flat as such it was just kind of a room a dungeon <laughs> it was almost like yeah it was almost like a, a room that I, it was a shower in it and it was it wasn't exactly a bathroom either do you know what I mean it was yeah. it was sort of a bit of a combination of both but um, yeah and uh October, November, Aberdeen on the coast. Oh yeah, yeah. we we were up. We all woke up with kind of a, you know snot frozen to our top <laughs> lip, and, and it was that cold. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I had the bright idea then, which the guys still kind of talk about. I had the bright idea then in the morning. I was like, oh guys, it was so cold. I said, I'm gonna, I put the shower on. I'll put the shower on. You know, hot water, and, and it'll, it'll warm yeah. up in you. <laughs> put it on didn't Three I kind of no no it, it uh, was hot water but it made it worse because obviously I had to kind of turn it off and I think it I think it ran hot first of all and then it went cold so I turned it off but obviously you had all this steam in it then <laughs> that was kind of made it even colder freezing yeah so um, but but I tell you you know just but uh, fun yeah. fun times you know and, and that built that camaraderie between yeah. us all and, and kind of you know we, we had such fun on those kind of, you know, those, those early tours within situations like that. At the time, you know, it was kind of grueling and, and hard hard going. But, you know, like I say, it was fun as well. And you can yeah. look back on it now and we laugh about it now and kind of, you know, and, and reminisce sometimes about some of that stuff. And, and, it, and it's just like that built that camaraderie between us and kind of, you know what I mean? So you probably yeah. built like a stronger bond between you guys yeah, as well. Yeah, like, uh. absolutely, yeah. Because those, you know, first bunch of tours were, were tough. We had no money, you know. We had, you know, we'd work out sometimes, oh, we've got enough money to, we can each have a bag of chips. We can't have no more than that, you know, just a bag of chips. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we, we've had some good times as well when, we, when we've been away playing. I mean, some of the laughs we had and obviously, yeah. you know, like you said, there's no money or things like that. But um, like, it does. It, you you get closer, and uh, not necessarily to Mark, but uh, <laughs> God knows. Oh, yeah. what, God do knows. Stay in a hotel room with that guy. Yeah, don't stay in a hotel room with oh. him. I make sure he doesn't set fireworks off in the van. <laughs> but um, yeah, looks it. Once. 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 Once is enough, Mark. Yeah. No, it's twice actually. <laughs> it's, it's twice, it's, Mark. No, yeah. I know the ones we actually lit the fireworks outside of the van, but I'm alright. Yeah. Oh, he's the van moving or? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like. Firework jousting. Right. <laughs> 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 Sounds a bit scary to me. No, 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 it wasn't firework jousting. I was taking. Mark, I'm never going to be in the battle of the I don't blame you. Quite right. We played Elf again, right? Definitely won't. But halfway back through the lanes, I said, I was driving a taxi. Pull over, we're going to light this firework. Now, bear in mind, the end of it was like a bloody. It's like a bloody. Ah. Um, uh, but my missus was there. Yeah. <laughs> God. No, the end of it is probably like, like three cricket balls, probably. Three cricket balls? Yeah, it's probably about that. I'm not sure I've ever had three cricket balls. Oh, it's great for an honestly. But I, 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 I'll try and imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking light in there, like that. Just fucking sit there, fucking fuse must have been about half fucking long. Like, like, How long? Like fucking two foot, honestly. Sadly, like, I was there going, 
All you listeners, that was about uh, oh, two we, foot. Yeah, <laughs> that was two about foot. two foot, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, so then I would go and start getting woof. Happened here, go. You're watching that, is it going to fucking blow up? Is it going to blow up? And it's just like, oh my god. Why? Literally. Fucking me and him shit ass. Was that the one we told Dyke to pull over? Yeah, yeah, on the way home. Oh, it's great. Dyke's like, I'm not pulling over. Come on, pull over. It's my last firework. I've been fucking setting them off all night. Fucking off for come here. So the back, the fucking free Germans now. Come on, come with me, come with me. Watch this now, lighting fireworks off. Go back oh. to the van, put the box. And as soon as I shut the door, copper drives at me. I'm saying we're setting fireworks off. Are you? No, 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 no. Honestly, we say anyone looking for phone, the police is fine. All right, no worries. Yeah, we're just, we're just playing. We're just playing in this bar. We are, but we yeah. haven't seen anyone. <laughs> no, no, I'm setting fucking fireworks off. It's about fucking ten boats stopped in there, isn't it? Like, oh, fucking leave that alone. <laughs> Yeah, so I've been dangerous, dangerous yeah. Mark. They bring us on to the next story now. Yeah, they're driving through Germany. We go for, <laughs> we go for a McDonald's breakfast. Everyone likes, the, everyone likes them. Yeah. Sat yeah. in the van, right? They've got these little fucking ponty things. Wait, there it is. There it goes. Oh, it's, like little, it's like a little. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a little it's, pop. it's like a party pop, but it's like yeah. a party pop with a fuse. Yeah. Firecrackers. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd like it, literally. It went, cinema, nothing happened. It's like, ah, right. But you drive down, right? Well, I'm fucking out these boys now, when I fucking lit you, when it goes BANG! In the fucking middle, in the back of the van. Fucking pause, like, I'm driving, it's fucking all black on the seat there. First, first one was a dead end, was yeah, it? Yeah, because yeah. uh, we thought they were fuck all, so we thought yeah. we'd uh, try it Hey, again. Dad, I got a great idea. When you take him on the road, Rio, you'll be right for a week, now. No. He can be your guitar tech, man. One word, no. No. <laughs> Definitely not. And no is one. Capital letters. Where's Mark? Put in there. Dim Dioch. Dim Dioch. Mark's putting fireworks in my guitar. Wait till we we kick him with rookie. It's all going to kick off. (laughs) Right, boys, I'm doing the pyrotechnics tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Back on. Been down fucking days. He's got some fucking box of fireworks. (laughs) He set us all on fire. Firework on the end of the guitar. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Like spinal taps, drummer. Quick question with Torah now. Yeah. Obviously, this is like a farewell sort of show again, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, I mean, and it, and it is kind of a, a farewell. How come you're not playing Cardiff last then? You think you'd play your own home place last, wouldn't you? Um, availability of, of, of venues and, and that kind of thing, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, it's it's, it's... it's first the first show you're playing Yeah, Yeah, yeah I mean, mm. you know, we would have probably, you know, choose, chosen if we could have to, you know, to play Cardiff last. But um, sometimes you've got to kind of just take what you can get. Yeah, go yeah. there. It doesn't, you know, yeah. sometimes you always go around in a circle the way you want to sort of work, you know, yeah. up and down. But, um, yeah. You're going to be fighting for the slots with other other bands as well, well who want to play there. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, and, and especially at, at the moment where, you know, the situation of so many people have had stuff cancelled. So they're trying to kind of now work out and, and negotiate kind of right when's the best time to play so everyone's kind of after those 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 dates yeah, you know what I mean yeah so, so you've got to try and get it first really yeah yeah well, or, or try and get you know get in there as quick as you can and, and take to a certain extent what you can get yeah. really you know and as long as you know obviously you know you you want them all you know to flow as a tour so you, you don't want kind of these huge gaps in between dates yeah, and exactly. stuff like that so you know it's, it's getting a you know a, a string of dates that kind of you know work together and just the Cardiff yeah sadly I kind of had to go first Mark yeah, if you've got dates that clash all you got to do is just get 
forget about it because I didn't say it good quite well. I ate in coffee yesterday. <laughs> 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 I'm back for 14 days. It's a good idea. See? Uh, hey, that's all good business together now. Let me make a note of that. <laughs> Poor management. <laughs> I'll make a note of that. Poor right. tour management. Brilliant idea, Mark. <laughs> I'm going to use that. Thank you for thinking. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Hey, I've changed my mind. You can come on to it. Oh, Jesus. Imagine him on to it. Oh, no. Can't sit in there. My table's full. Yeah, I knew you'd be going to sweat on. Fuck him off. Simple as that. Simple as that. Fuck him off. He's gone. Uh, let's have one last question from Scott. Is there what Scott got in question? Scott's questions. Scott's got lots of questions. Question time with Scott. Um, what was the uh, what was different about the process working with Romesh on Memory Humanity compared to Tales? Well, I mean, Romesh, we we were already friends with. Anyway, I mean, um, with Tales, obviously, we did that with Gil Norton. Um, we didn't know kind of prior to it. Um, but Gil came down and did pre-production with us, which was a first for us as well, actually, because the other albums we hadn't done pre-production with the, with the producers. Um, so Gil came to Cardiff for a week, came to the rehearsal studio where we'd you know been writing at the time. I think it was Clear Line over on Newport Road, and that's where Ramesh had his studio actually. So that's kind of how we got to know Ramesh originally. But um, Gil came down there and worked with us on the tracks on the you know on the demos the album um, whereas kind of with Ramesh like I say we, you know we, we knew him already he was you know we were pals with him um, it was close to home it was kind of comfortable to do you know we, we knew he kind of you know did great stuff um, so um, yeah it was, that was kind of the difference I guess there it, it was, it wasn't much travelling involved we were yeah. kind of working with someone we were friends with already and 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 yeah, it, it, it was a hassle-free kind of, you know, cool kind of uh, yeah experience. And, and Ramesh is, is great, and he's a brilliant producer, and and you know, and he's a good friend, you know. So um, we, we had yeah, we had fun, you know. Yeah. So um, obviously, you know, you're playing songs from the first three albums. Why not the fourth as well? Um, it's a lot of material yes. three albums. Oh, right? I know that. I'm just, you know, it, some people rather certain songs from, you know, personal yeah, songs. I, I mean, songs we've recorded. I go, I like one or two of that, but I prefer, you know. Yeah, um, I don't know, to, to a certain degree, um, I think we, you know, we as a band and us as individuals, I've always been a bit uncertain about Memory and Amanti was, was kind of, you know, was taken and and whether he was kind of you know you know um accepted kind of well by by the fan base and stuff like that i think it's always been a bit of a, a gray area i mean i loved the album I, I think you know i think it's you know it doesn't perhaps get enough kind of recognition recognition yeah. and praise and, and stuff like that because i think it's you know some brilliant songs on on that that album you know and i'm you know proud of that album um but I think it, it was a yeah, bit of uncertainty, you know, as to how, like I say, the fan base received it and whether, you know, it made sense to, 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 yeah, to draw some it. songs from that, I suppose. I, know, yeah. I mean, and those first three albums, you know, we were, you know, well aware, really, I guess, of kind of how well they were received. They all went gold. Yeah. Um, and, and 
and therefore kind of you know they they seem to be the albums that's, that's always kind of referred to I suppose like or the, more so like the, the original trilogy like yeah, yeah in a sense yeah. so, you know the the, the 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 albums you know people seem to refer to you know most of the time you know I guess you know and and it, it made sort of sense you know to, to draw from those three yeah. And obviously now with it, like I say, with going back to the tour again, um, will there be sort of any extra dates added if these sell out, which they probably will? I'm not sure. I mean, um, I don't know what's kind of, um, you know, what's going on as far as kind of, you know, whether there's dates on hold or, or what. Um, I mean, it'd be great if kind of, you know, if this if it sells quite quickly and, and you know, and, and there's, you know, availability to kind of play some more. Um but um, yeah, it's it's a case of kind of let's see how it kind of pans out, out, kind of you know, on Friday I guess, and uh, and following on from that, and um, yeah, I mean, hopefully, kind of you know, yeah, we can throw a couple more in to the mix, and um, yeah, and and you know, inevitably, kind of you know, we want the one thing that came out of kind of playing those three shows, you know, the charity shows for Stu Brothers was the like I said earlier, you know, we realised there's still quite a bit of love there for the band mm-hmm. and, you know, and the speed that kind of those sold out and the amount of people that were disappointed they didn't get yeah, a ticket yeah. or didn't come, you know, didn't get to see us kind of play. Um, so, undoubtedly, we, we, you know, we want as many people to watch us as want to watch us, you know. Yeah, but you could go and, on forever like that, then, can you, you know, add in more and more and more and then next yeah, you know, you're coming down the line sort of thing. Yeah, yeah and, you know, and, and, and I think kind of, you know, I, you know these shows we're hoping will kind of you know satisfy kind of you know the people who want to come watch us yeah. and 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 yeah and 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 that'll work out kind of you know you know with the plan that we had in mind really was to kind of give more people that opportunity to come see us and kind of you know and um that wanted to on those previous three shows yeah so after this tour then like say you um you say there's no other plans but are you going to revisit download to do the slot you was going to do this year? It all, I mean, I, it's, again, it's kind of, it's one of those things that you're a bit uncertain what's going to happen, happen with yeah. download, where, you know, whether Mr. Coppin, Mr. Andy Coppin is, is, you know, going to change up, you know, elements of last, or this year's bill, I should say, uh, for next year, or whether he's going to stick with kind of a lot of the bands that were meant to play this yeah. year. Um, so it, it depends, kind of, you know, what he decides, um, and then kind of, you know, whether whether or not we're able to do it when, you yeah, know, of course, yeah. when when he decides, kind of, you know, what he wants to do with the with the lineup and that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, I don't know what to say. <laughs> just kind of Which just, we don't know what I'm to just say. Just sitting here listening <laughs> intently, then for a while, it was just in a daze. So yeah, I, story time. Yeah, with Darren Smith. Story, <laughs> yeah. Chips gone to sleep. Chips gone to sleep. Chips, chips. Don't know what he's doing at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, like you left funeral for friend. Was it two two thousand and ten? Then was it? Yeah, two thousand ten, yeah. two thousand eleven. Yeah. yeah. So after that, then what do you kind of do? just think? Just like you know, just have a bit of a chill time, just have a bit of relaxation. You know. St- yeah, to a certain degree. I mean. Uh, to be honest, kind of, you know, pretty much done, you know, 10 years and and I felt pretty burned out, really. Yeah, I felt I kind of, you know, and, I, you know, I missed a lot of, you know, 
family life, my, my two kids kind of growing up. I'd missed lots of birthdays and anniversaries and things like that. And, you know, um, so, yeah, you know, I, I just felt the kind of, it was it, it was a good time for yeah. me to kind of step out yeah. or kind of, you know, of, of the band then. Um, well, you know, even though, it, you know, it was a really tough decision because obviously kind of, you know, I loved the band, you know, and it was a massive part of my life. And I, you know, and, and, and all the boys in it, you know, and, you know, they became, you know, I know it's, it's, it's a bit kind of a, a, you know, of a situation where, you know, what people always say, you know, like brothers and whatever. And, and, and you do, I mean, because when you're touring that amount and you're, you're in your bubble and you're kind of, you know, together 24 hours a day, pretty right. much, you know, you, you do kind of form that brotherhood. Which includes kind of, you know, like brothers, argue and kind yeah, of, you know, and yeah. squabble and, and, and silly shit like that. But also, you know, massive love for each other, yeah. you know. So um, it was hard kind of to, to make that decision, but it felt like the right time for me at that point. Because, you know, I, I just needed needed time to kind of, yeah. um, I, I, I guess, kind of, I don't know, regenerate my batteries and, yeah. and, and and that sort of thing, you know. Well, you know, you sounds like you've been on a lot of tours, to be honest, and uh, you know, a lot of time from home. You know, I suppose you come home, you think I got a bit of catching up to do now, see my family, see my friends. Yeah, and, and yeah. it's hard the adjustment, you know, um, which I don't know, you know, which you know a lot of people may not realise, you know, adjusting from touring life back to normality and yeah. family life in a sense. Isn't easy, you know what I mean? It, you, you it's probably away for if, weeks on end, and you know, months, months. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, you know, we did multiple three-month-long tours around America. You know, we did Warp tour twice. We did Lincoln Park tour. We, you know, and we, so we did some long, long tours, and and then kind of trying to adjust back to normality when you get back. Um, it's hard, like yeah. uh, you know, and and I think a lot of people don't. Don't realize that, and, and and it does, I think, weigh on on the mental health to a certain degree as well, because yeah. you're going from, I don't know, these situations uh, of of playing playing gigs, which are you know massive highs and and you know massive amounts of, of adrenaline, and 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 then you kind of you know you come back down to kind of you know yeah, yeah. normality in a sense, and making that adjustment kind of back and forth constantly. It's, it's weird. It's, it's a strange thing, and and like I say, yeah. Um, for me, I felt yeah, I felt a bit kind of worn out and, and kind of um, needed to kind of yeah, you know, recharge my batteries and yeah. get my get my shit back together. Yeah, as exactly. Say. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't uh, take uh, too long out though, no, I was really. Say yeah, because you you started sort of jamming with sort of other musicians and and things. Not long after, was it about 2012, around that figure? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'd never, you know, leave music alone, because, you know, um, I think it's one of those things when you've played in bands and, you, and you, you know, you write music and, and, and play music, kind of, um, it, be, it gets in your blood a bit, you yeah. know, and, and, and I think it's it's hard to, to stop completely, you know. Sometimes, you know, you, you want to take and, and will take breaks from it and things like that. Um, but... I love music and always have, always will, and and therefore I'll always go back to it, even if it's, you know, on a different scale. I mean, Funeral yeah. was intense, you know, and, 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 and like I say, kind of a lot of touring, being away a lot, and, you know, and it, and it was a, you know, 
a machine that were kind of you know rolled on you yeah. know and, and and kept going um you know and and couldn't be stopped in a sense you know um but kind of me you know going back then kind of you know perhaps a couple of a year or two afterwards was just the fact that kind of you know I didn't want to leave doing music completely or yeah. or being involved in music or playing you know in a band or or anything like that I just kind of I just needed that kind of breather from the intensity of what funeral was yeah, you know it's, it's non-stop I expect you're recording then you're touring then you're promoting and it's just a circle you can't yeah. speak to in a circle yeah. you just get to that point as well, when you well just, I think you had like yeah. probably two years between each record I believe at most Rough, yeah roughly yeah. you're really busy man creating records yeah. I mean you're yeah, like, but, touring and writing as well it's, you know, it's a lot, a lot of, that's it lot yeah of that's it, it, you know, it, like most jobs, you know, it, it has a cycle to it almost, you know, where, you know, where you end up kind of in a repetitive kind of cycle to a certain degree, you know, you'd kind of write the songs, record the record, promote it, kind of tour it, write the record, yeah. promote it, yeah. do you know what I mean, it, it kind of had that cyclic kind of angle to it, I guess, but, um, but that, you know, the grueling part, obviously, you know, you kind of love it at the same time yeah. is, the, is the touring, the touring. is the travelling that, that, that yeah. sometimes you know is a struggle you know I know you know we're not on no any other level but I know we exp- you know when we travel for 12, 13 hours or whatever and then come home I mean even after a few say three, four days away I come home and I, 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 got, I, could, I could, yeah, yeah, back on the can, yeah. I, uh, I, I could sleep for a week. It's just, I, and I couldn't imagine what doing playing show, especially like walk to where you're constantly doing it and you're traveling all over America. I mean, yeah, you know, your body's gonna think, you know, I can't take much more. It, it's, it is, it's, you know, it, it is pretty grueling. It's fun at the same yeah. time. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And you know, there's times where yeah, you're not getting too much sleep uh, to a certain degree, but um, but yeah, it's, it's you know, that's it's, not kind of it. <laughs> it's, it's the you know it's that it's it's the the harsh side that a lot of people don't see yeah. you know the traveling yeah. aspect and you know we all and everybody you know tends you know would you know love the shows that's what you do it for yeah. is that kind of hour and a half or whatever you know up there and and you know playing the songs the crowd singing the songs you know and, and and that interaction with the audience and and even hanging out meeting fans and stuff like that is the best you know is mm. is amazing but it's the shit you got to go through to get to that yeah you know that people don't see is 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 sometimes you know what what grinds you down and wears you out you know oh so not the glamorous part of it then no. so like absolutely glamorous. not no which you know which you know surprises some people i guess that think kind of you know playing in the band touring and you know and releasing albums and you know oh it's, it's a very glamorous lifestyle and there's elements <laughs> there's elements there are yeah. <laughs> yeah Mark just uh, so, you know it is very expensive absolutely yeah yeah you know you, you've got to I mean the band becomes a business and you you know and you, you inevitably you, you've got to you know create sort of monetary profit you know to yeah. operate and continue, and and it becomes a, you know a straight up business, and and hence why it's called the you know right. the music business. Right, make money, make money, money. make money. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, as Darren knows, it's hard going to in, going in, like, 
Yeah, we like it going in, yeah. You've got, to, you've got to spend it to accumulate. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sadly. Well, we found that when we to play like in Germany, especially that, you know, it's weird. You sell a, a, a ton of merch out there. Absolute load. They can't yeah. get enough of it. Come mm-hmm. around, yeah, you like to sell a T-shirt. Yeah. It's, it's just, you know, it is though, isn't it? Sorry, who? You know? <laughs> it was like, um, good example, you know, uh, what was it? In December, we, we played out there, four or five hundred people, whatever, and then come back around the corner to play a venue from Chris uh, and it was four or five people there and yeah. they're like hang on we're like five minutes from how else yeah and you know yeah and, and, and you know and you know how do you explain that in, yeah. a, in a sense in it you know it, I mean it's hard to in a sense that you know why you get that kind of reaction you know that far from home but then locally kind of you, you know it, it doesn't happen I mean or you to a certain degree you can put it down to is I think kind of perhaps the climate in as far as kind of the area you're playing and then and the, and, the, and the perhaps the country or the, yeah. the or the the actual when it comes to America you know the state you're playing in some are you know bigger into certain styles of music than yeah. others and and things like that you know it, you know there's a lot of stuff that can kind of you know involved in, in weighing up kind of why those sort of things happen you know because you know obviously kind of I've been through all that myself as yeah, well yeah. you know so say going back now like when like TJ's was the Ample music scene for Newport yeah so say if you'd started you know for Fred now do you think you would have been like as big as what you are you know, um, sort of climbing out people and I don't more. think well I mean in a sense kind of you know the the what we were the sort of stuff we were playing and our sound kind of you know went towards I, I, I think kind of you know um, the opportunities and and the and and you know the element of luck that's always involved in kind of getting somewhere you know with music um, you know the sort of stuff we were playing seemed to fit right in with what people were looking for at the time you know the the music we were writing you know had lots of energy in it and 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 we felt was exciting you know and it seemed like you know we were coming out of perhaps a certain wave of of heavier music and kids and people were looking for something else a fresh sound something different you know and fortunately you know what we were playing seemed to fit the bill and so to do that now especially considering what came with you know what we did and as far as the amount of other bands then sounding kind of maybe similar to us and or going you know going along with it similar influences that we had and stuff like that if you know if that had all all come before funeral now no I don't think we would because we'd be just a, a diluted version of what's already come before yeah. do you know what I mean it was, it's, 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 it was that time. Yeah, it was per, it was yeah, perfect timing. Yeah. That, that you know that element of luck, like I say, which is always kind of you know an aspect that plays a part. You know, yeah. and and I th- I think kind of you know we happened to kind of you know excuse the pun, strike the right chord at that moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? That kind of fitted with what yeah. you know the people were, looking yeah. for a fresh, new, different sound. There was an explosion of like you know new metal, but you know. Uh, 
hardcore coming out, all this stuff in the early 2000s, all the emo stuff coming out as well. Like, you know, well, that was it. Yeah, I, I think it, it was new metal was kind of dying out a little, maybe, and people from that were already, you know, looking for some a fresh sound, something different. And I guess, kind of, you know, we 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 fitted yeah, in regards to kind of this this newer sound, this yeah. different sound, perhaps. Definitely had your own unique sound, especially with all these these riffs that you're putting into the songs, man. It's just you can tell it's a funeral song, like it's, yeah. And and you, you know, and put your own your own print on it. That's what I'm saying. And that that's that was that was the you know that was the thing you know it was, I think the chemistry and the combination of all of us in the band, in a sense, you know. And all our different influences. Yeah, we had quite a number of influences, the same as one another. But we also had a lot of different influences. Yeah, they were different from one another as well. And the amalgamation of all those things thrown into the pot, the mixing pot, you know, gave us that sound. I guess you know. Yeah. So, um, and and that's the thing. I I think kind of as a band and 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 as a kind of um, uh, I don't know, trying to. F- find your own unique sound is very important you know if you want to kind of mm. really kind of grab at that attention and, and make a mark in a sense I suppose it's just one of those things that's got to kind of come off naturally you can't force yourself to yeah. make yourself sound different no. it's, it's fake then yeah right? it, is, it is I, I mean that, that sound we had was completely natural kind of you know sort of of you know all the chemistry coming together and and Kind of that's what came out. Yeah. Kind of. That's funeral. Hmm. It's sort of like, a, like um, don't see so much of your typical valleys well sort of sound like, but it's everyone had that sort of idea in the head, didn't they? Like, yeah. it's always like you listen to a band, you know, oof, like a well thought yeah. band. Really. Yeah. I mean, there was like, so many good artists, so many good yeah. artists, unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, we, uh, we definitely put whales on the map. It was a brilliant, you know. I mean. Wales had had a couple of, um, I think, like waves of, 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 you know, strong bands and that made a mark, stuff like, you know, the Manics, Phonics, you know, that was kind yeah, of, you know, yeah. uh, and then kind of, you know, it was good to kind of, you know, be part of that kind of big Welsh kind of wave then that came with kind of, you know, what we were doing and and, um, and our sound and, and whatever and uh, this, it seemed like Wales became a hotbed again then for, you know, a lot of A&R guys were looking to Wales yeah. to, you know, and picking up bands, kind of, you know, Kids in Glass Houses, The Blackout, you know, yeah. kind yeah. of, uh, you know, a whole bunch of different bands, kind of, you know. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> I was just in the world of my own thinking then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, like I say, it's, um, like, it, it was a hotbed at a point, the live music scene around Wales. Um, and, you know, if we fast forward now to um, you with the 501s, yeah, well, you, you know, you, you, uh, you're in the five or one. How long have you been there now? Eighteen. About a year. Oh, years. About okay. a year. I've been in the band. Yeah. Uh, yeah so you've been going around about maybe two, two and a half years, perhaps. Right. Okay. Um, obviously, you know, we played alongside you. We, you know, come to watch you and stuff. How have you found? Um, how would you find, should I say, the, the live music scene now compared to what it was in the two thousands? Because I remember it being incredible. You could play. A, you could play a show. And it'd be ramped half out before yeah, first yeah. band. I agree with you. Now, him, yeah. when it's just, you know, sometimes you play, you know, especially with us, going back to what I was saying after um, the Germany trip, you, you're on that stage and you're thinking, why am I bothering? 
Yeah, and, and, and you know, and it's a wrong attitude to have. Yeah. In of course, it is. Yeah. It's wrong. It's disheartening. It's, that's the reality, though. In it, it is you know, yeah, you know, you you can feel slight, you know, slightly disheartened or kind of you know, or really disappointed, kind of you know. Yeah, I think that's the word I was looking for. I was disappointed then. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and that scene, you know, back in the early two thousands, you know, it was kind of, I don't know, an explosive scene. And it seemed like, you know, that wave of, of people getting into that sort of music, you know, um, then, you know, were, were dying to go to gigs and, and yeah. would go to kind of so many gigs, yeah. kind of, you know, constantly. And I think kind of, yeah, it, it has kind of, you know, dropped from that, of course, you know. Um, but I mean, I think kind of it's, it's one of those things where perhaps it needs another spark to kind yeah. of, you know, to... In, to be injected into you know a scene or a new scene a new sound perhaps yeah. or something perhaps needs to come along that again will kind of you know get people yeah, excited and, and really kind of rejuvenate kind of live music from a, a local point of view yeah. anyway you know? it looks like me and Mark were talking um, well and Chris actually on the last podcast and uh, we were saying like you know you could go to Blackwood Miners or up Mark's way um, uh, TJ's you know, yeah. and you they all you know, you know, unsigned bands, four bands on on a Friday, you pay two quid or whatever to go in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it'd be it'd be rammed. I, I remember Blackwood, Blackwood Miners. Miners. They used to have shows on Saturday afternoon at one o'clock yeah. and finish by five. Couldn't yeah. get in there. Yeah. So and you that, guys Blackwood Miners back in was it two thousand five? Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, and well, we played there. We played actually. We stepped in because um, one of the bands dropped out of Lost Profits playing in Newport Centre and they asked us to open and we played that I'm not sure what, what night it was but I know the following night we played Blackwood Miners downstairs yeah we, that's that's where I used to watch yeah. the bands yeah, yeah. yeah. And so yeah. that was kind of you know I don't know, maybe 2001 yeah. at some point so it was it was sort of like playing Newport Centre and then suddenly you were yeah. playing Blackwood Miners the next evening and it was kind of downstairs, small room yeah. and it was just sort of like such an extreme kind of, you know, yeah, yeah. From one change from another, one yeah, place yeah. to another, yes. But um, that's what, that's kind of what, you know, you did and, and, and like you see that those, you know, those places would be packed. Mm. It's also the smaller venues are the better ones though, really. The, the vibe, yeah, the yeah. vibe you can, you can get definitely if it's packed. It's like, um, we went to see every time I die in the globe in Cardiff. Yeah, you know what I mean. And there's no security there. There's no one like sort of on the stage. It's just do your thing, like do you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But you see, you could watch them in like the globe, or you could go to like say CIA and watch them, and it's like a completely fucking oh, totally different, diff- yeah, yeah. totally you know different mean? vibe. And and you know what? Yeah. As a as a performer, kind of you know played both of those. I mean. You're like your old school punk rock shows like you say with no barrier yeah. and you know kids can't get cl- clambering up on stage and whatever and you know I did that obviously kind of you know for years and then being in that situation of playing bigger places where you, the distance from you to, to the crowd is huge and yeah the vibe is totally different and, and you can't yeah, yeah you, you, you can't capture that kind of you know that that Intimate vibe and that yeah. kind of excitement, like you can in the small places. Yeah, Cause I think it's a funeral show. It was, um, it wasn't in the Great Hall, it was upstairs in the Students' Union. Yeah, and like you say, it's a smaller venue, but it's 
it's a lot more like personal to the fans end, though, isn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah, you, you know, you feel like you're interacting more. With you can the see fans. the whites of their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like or the end of Mark's firework. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's the one you played last? Is it the Muni? Not Muni, is it? Um, On last year? Yeah, yeah. A, a Plaza, I think Keep it's Plaza called. That's the one, isn't it? I, th- I think it, it, did it used to be called something oh, else? It's uh, been a few, few, few things now. Yeah, it's had a few names, yeah. I think, haven't it? I think if you played the Great Hall rather than Eddie Plaza, I think it would have been completely different the game. I mean, yeah. yeah. Are you the acoustics in our Roma shit bones? In well, in the the, the Great Hall, yeah, oh, they've got a revamp now, haven't they? I'm sure they've done it. Um, I, I think kind of you know, it depends sometimes on on you know you, who you got to do in front of house for oh, you, yeah, you know, mixing for yeah. you, you big know. Time. I think it was a great atmosphere, yeah. regardless. It's like the CIA; the, the sound in there generally is not good. It just um, bounces off the walls. But I watched yeah. I watched Biffy Clyro, and I stand in usual place. It was awesome. The sound was just unbelievable. And I yeah, said, you know, I mean, you know, those big places and they're just like huge warehouses, yeah, really, they? Yeah. you know, with, with the sound kind of reflecting off everything and bouncing around and, you know, it definitely far, far more difficult to kind of imagine for a front of house engineer to mix. But, I mean, like you just said, you do get, you know, good ones, yeah. you know, that kind yeah. of, for whatever reason or whatever secret magical sort of <laughs> tricks they, they, they hold up their sleeve they can kind of you know they can throw out a great mix for you and um, yeah and and the, and the moral of that story if you get a fucking engineer like that it's don't fucking right. let him go yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep him forever yeah. <laughs> locked yeah. up <laughs> in your basement <laughs> like Chip said like with the um, Great Horde he thinks it's a bit like echoey or I think last point I planned I thought it was neck deep yeah and it was fucking brilliant. I thought they were better in the Great Hall than what they were in the CIA. Yeah. I'd say it's just... I guess it's not for reference more than anything, but... Yeah, I, 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 know. you know, it's, 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 that, it's that thing of, you yeah. know, it, it's, it's different buildings, different kind of, you know, venues. Obviously, they all have their quirky kind of mm. elements as to kind of, you know, what, what you've got to master in as far as to get a good sound in them. And I think it's a case of some engineers pulling off, some don't, and yeah. and 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 I and sometimes it's a case of I don't know if they've had more opportunities to mix in bigger places, yeah. they're better at it. You know what yeah. I mean? So I think the worst one I've been to is the SSE in London. Yeah. Yeah, because it's me, and my brother, and two of his friends. We went to watch Deftones. Yeah. And Deftones, great band. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. You watch live videos and you think. Awesome! I watched them in. It was just like droney. Like it wasn't no, well, no umph about it. Like, you know what I mean? Too much mids and just yeah, it's just. Hmm. It didn't. I didn't feel personally like it was as good as what it could have been. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, uh, and that, I, but I think that's pretty down to see this sound desk if they. Yeah, you know, can quite often be the engineer. You know, yeah. if if they're not used to that venue, if they're not used to perhaps. You know, mixing in that those size venues yeah. sometimes, you know. Yes, it's, it's a bit fucking like all around, all up over the fucking place, and there's so much. Yeah, yeah. Bounce off the exactly, yeah. You know, some some you know venues and buildings are, are obviously you know far more difficult to mix in than kind of you know yeah. and others, and 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 sometimes that reflects in like you say, kind of you know a band. I mean, I I did a American tour with Deftones which was about like three months long, the Taste of Chaos tour over there. And um, 
so I kind of watched them every night pretty much and yeah, yeah and they're inc- <laughs> incredible jealous. you know incredible kind of so uh, like I say we fast forward to to now where you are now with the 501s um, yeah so what have we got in, in store for, well, for the mean, next couple of months I know it's hard to thing with everything that's yeah, going yeah. on but, you I know. Mean, this, the whole virus thing obviously kind of you know scuppered a, a few kind of plans and ideas we were kind of working on which as we're sort of you know coming out of lockdown a bit and and kind of things are being relaxed a little more um you know we we're getting some of those kind of things in motion and and, and in place ready to kind of you know to launch fairly soon i'd say i mean you know we we had to just kind of wait really you know and on other people that kind of you know couldn't do anything in as far as kind of you know like we shot a video um but we couldn't you know couldn't, yeah, couldn't get release. it back because he didn't have an editing suite to go into because he wasn't allowed to go no, into it you know so it, this thing's kind of you know getting away but um we got some great kind of you know plans and ideas coming up um uh we're thinking of kind of you know getting our own kind of um place as well in as far as somewhere we can kind of write record um and and you know and um, and, and and kind of get all our you know all our stuff together and not yeah. be worried about kind of I don't know with rehearsals and stuff like that you're always watching the clock because yeah. you know in some of these rehearsal yeah. studios whereas kind of when you've got your own place you can take as long as you want you yeah. can spend all day there if you want you know what I mean yeah. it, it gives you so much more freedom so yeah, we're working on sort of something like that as well okay. you know which will kind of I think you know enable us to kind of have a lot more output and a lot more kind of content to kind of to blast through for people to check out and, and that sort of thing. Any plans to tour with the 501s near you? Um, yeah, if it, you know, if it comes along, if you know, if we, if the, I mean, we had a bunch of dates lined up again, you know, which were all cancelled. Mm-hmm. Um, so if some of those come back together, um, you know, we would, we were going out just supporting really, yeah. you know, some bands and, um, so if some of those come back together, we had a bunch of festival kind of appearances and stuff like that lined up. And if, you know, all that kind of comes back together, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we definitely intend to kind of, you know, play plenty of shows next year. Release more music and things. And, yeah, yeah, more music coming out kind of, you know, and, and, and just, you know, and build the, the, the band, the profile and, you know, and get kind of, you know, some attention from some good people to get you know that, that can hopefully yeah, get on board with us and yeah it's uh, so it's definitely kind of you know a positive kind of you know look towards the future with the 501s and, and you know and hopefully kind of you know got plenty to do next year then because yeah. I don't see there being room to do much the rest of this year either, yeah yeah obviously. the way things are I think it to at the moment is perhaps just write some new stuff maybe or I don't know like I say we, we got we got new stuff in the can yeah. ready to go you know it's, it's yeah it's, it's, it's you know, we got a ton of ideas that, that ready to be worked on and, and again having our own place will be you know something that we can kind of we can use to the max in as far as developing those ideas and, and you know and you know recording our own demos and, and stuff like that you know in prep to kind of go in and, and record them properly or whatever yeah. and um yeah, it's going to give us a lot more freedom and a lot more time and energy to kind of, you know, put into the songs and kind of, you know, and, and get plenty of new stuff written. Yeah, because obviously it's, um, it's it's different to, to a funeral, the sound. 
It is, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's a lot different. Um, so, you know, obviously the people that have followed you around and, and your fans, have they sort of, how can I say, how did they react to the, you know, the news when you joined the 501s? Uh, you know, um, they, when the first single came out, or EP, or um, was a single first you released with you on it? Yeah, yeah, we we put a single called Scars. Scars, out. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Sorry, I was thinking of the vinyl. I thought it was an EP. Yeah, this you know, pulling on the heartstrings type video. Yeah. I think, yeah. and, it, and it and it sat you know really really well with with the track. I think you know, um, and f- you know fits fits great with it. It's so quite um, an emotionally driven kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, you know. The vibe of the song is, is, is quite kind of epic and uplifting, and, yeah. and you know, and yeah. and that was the sound we were kind of going for with that song, and um, and I think kind of you know the video seemed to fit and 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 the story kind of and you know line to it kind of you know sat well with kind of the emotion that's in within the song and you know and Shane's lyrics and kind of you know and and his delivery of kind of you know. The, the lyrics and, st- and that sort of thing. So it's um, yeah, I, I I think kind of um, it's a different sound, but the thing is with myself, with all the rest of the guys in Funeral as well, you know we got a vast, you know, wide range of of, of influences and yeah. and music that we love, you know, from kind of brutal death metal all the way to kind of you know <laughs> chilled out acoustic kind of you know campfire stuff yeah so okay. i mean you know there's a massive kind of range that we're all into so for me it's it's not a real kind of weird change or diff or or or, or, or a, i don't know doesn't feel odd to me yeah. in as far as kind of um you know that band and and, and the sound of the 501s it's um you know it, 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 it works great. It's, it's you know, it's it's. I think the songs are great, and yeah. I, and, I, and I think kind of you know. Um, well, me and Chip sh- come to watch you. Um, well, how long goes that now? Uh, a couple, couple of months back. It was back last year. Yeah. It was in the Patriot. You um, know. Obviously, just literally stone throw away, which is great. Yeah, you can you can just roll <laughs> yeah. down the hill and crawl yeah. back up it, can you? <laughs> but you, <laughs> you oh, yeah. can already see that you know the band. Uh, are very accomplished on stage very you know everything is tight and um is that from you know were your standards which you learned or sort of what's the word i'm sort of looking for not learned in funeral but um, took from you know, funeral experience. Yeah, experience. Experience. Yeah, yeah. experience you know i mean yet yeah, to, to i mean the thing with you know with the five ones is that everybody you know in the band you know is committed to wanting it to be a professional, yeah, you know, delivery and deli- and a, a professional kind of look and you know and 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 show if you like you know the the set you know uh, yes there's elements of kind of you know me sort of perhaps you know pushing that, e- pushing that even more so perhaps yeah. or yeah or, or or you know offering sort of you know guidance and and, and kind of you know and, and wanting it to be because. In a sense, like you say, yeah, I, I'm used to kind of, you know, being that kind of, you know, delivery and being that kind of a performer yeah. and, and, and being in a band that is, you know, tight, is professional in its yeah. its approach and its delivery, you know, and and, and I, I, I can't help but kind of be yeah. that way now. You're because sort of, yeah, you yeah. sort of moulded into a certain way of doing things and then... You know, it's um, yeah, it's, it's it's within me now. Yeah, it's, it, you know, from all the years of doing that, you know, and being that way and having that attitude and approach, 
you know, towards kind of how we wanted Funeral to come across. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like developed you as a person along the way. and you know, Absolutely, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Learned, you know, massive amounts about kind of, you know, not just, the, I guess, the music industry, but, but also kind of, you know, myself as, mm. as a person and kind of... Um, and and becoming you know a, a better kind of uh, performer and a better kind of musician, you know, um, you know, it's it's kind of yeah, yeah. taught me all those yeah. things as well as kind of you know working within the industry and kind of you know doing interviews and things like that, how to conduct yourself and and you know and, and that sort of stuff. You know, you, you just kind of over time, you know. And get to understand and pick it up and 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 you know and and yeah, yeah and and be awesome. able to kind of feel comfortable doing that I suppose yeah, yeah. I gotta be honest with you, like you know obviously we're really looking forward now to to April when these shows uh, come in and also we're looking forward to new five hundred one stuff that's coming out as well so yeah some yeah. stuff in the pipeline you know what I mean? very busy year yeah. busy, busy it looks stuff like it's uh, cracking on. Yeah, and I, I'm, get the get, get steam rolling again, isn't it? And I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to it. You know, I'm I'm really looking forward to kind of you know all the stuff coming up regarding kind of funeral and also obviously the five hundred ones. You know, can't wait to kind of you know for people to hear some new songs from them. But you know, but also I love kind of you know being involved with you guys. You know, and yeah. and what you're doing and and you know trying to help you as much as I can. You know, to develop kind of you you know with what you're doing and kind of yeah. you know and, and and build your your band and your profile and kind of you know and and, yeah, and all that stuff is exciting times for us really as well you know I, i'm doing. you know i'm enjoying that massively and yeah. it's, you know it's, well it's, it's good to have you with us to be honest just uh you know we're glad to have you but pleasure i mean uh, has scott finished all his questions <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the questions was what jimmy actually what did you take that was like we stole your question. Yeah. 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 He read your read your phone from afar, did he? <laughs> I hack into his phone at night. No, it's naughty. Like no Very naughty, no that, Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, far afar. Hey, you, you two are coming up with some good ideas. Fair play, too. He's definitely on to one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Ideas how long you, I uh, you might be on to him for a day or two, and then he will end up bringing us going, boys, pick him up. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're in Birmingham. Come uh, get him. We've don't dropped we, him off yeah. on the side of the M4. Come and Just pick outside him up. A, a, a wimpy. Yeah. Don't pick we him we up. left him with a fiver, and I was there. <laughs> He's on his own. Just in his boxes. <laughs> we told him he's got enough for a McDonald's and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dad, uh, thanks for um, spending your time and talking hey, to us. Pleasure, it's been pleasure. Um, a pleasure for us. And um, um, obviously, good luck with everything next year with the tour with the five hundred ones. Um, nice one. And obviously, you know, if you're listening to this now, tickets are on sale. Uh, Ten o'clock. Yes. Tickets are on sale. Yeah. Yeah. Some, probably tickets, tickets are sold out by now. Anyway, probably. No, nice. Am I right to say that the, the, you're doing pre-release tickets for people in the mailing list? That's oh, right, yeah. yeah. So if you are on the Funeral for a Friend mailing list, Tomorrow. make sure that you uh, get your tickets early because, you know, you guys have been priority, basically. So get in there, get your tickets, come see these boys play. I know uh, everyone's itching to come see Funeral for a Friend again. It's going to be the last time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't tell me that. It's emotional, <laughs> man. Fucking hell. I hope it's not, but hey. <laughs> but, uh, i got to be honest, but thanks for coming over. Thanks for you know having the time to chat with us. Really appreciate it, and uh, oh, I've had a blast. Yeah, appreciate you uh, inviting me on. No chaps. problem. Anytime you know that, but if you want to come over for a chat and a couple, hey, then after that, yeah, 
He's got to bring us some free pizza. Job done. Hey. <laughs> it's not free. He's got to pay for it. I'm there. No, be... he's paying. That's right. Paying he's paying for, for the pizza. If it's free pizza, I'll be around every night next week. <laughs> free food for a friend. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, Mark's on fire tonight. <laughs> Give him another beer. <laughs> oh, you'll never leave. <laughs> Go work in the morning. Thank you, boys. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah appreciate you kind of uh, let me jump on. So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Otario presents episode three. We're casually dressed and deep in conversation with Darren Smith. <laughs> Good night.